Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you take a look at what's going on at the Calgary Zoo right now or the Valley Zoo in Edmonton this weekend, if you drop by, you may notice um, birds are missing. They've been, they've been moved indoors at zoos and at several other facilities around the province, you know, wildlife conservation centers, putting in extra steps to try and protect their animal life. So, and it's all because of the avian flu. So let's find out what's happening uh, at some of these facilities. Dr. Doug Whiteside is going to join us now. He's the Calgary Zoo's Senior Manager of Animal Health. Uh, Dr. Whiteside, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Yes, good morning. So Calgary Zoo, as I said, just one of many facilities around the province forced to try and make some changes to protect birds. Um, what, what are the primary concerns here? What are you protecting against? So because of the uh, nature of the highly pathogenic even influenza, we know that in birds it causes really high um, illness rates and really high death rates. And for zoos, uh, which have a lot of uh, endangered bird species or threatened bird species, uh, we want to make sure that we're we're giving them maximal protection uh, because every individual is critical to the population. Now, you mentioned, you know, some of the birds. Does this affect all species of bird? Any bird is susceptible to this flu? Yeah, it certainly can affect um, any species of birds. There are certain bird um, taxa that are more susceptible. So we certainly know that our galliform birds, so things like our chickens, um, our turkeys, and um, in, the, in the zoo world, uh, birds that are kind of related to them, like our sage grouse, for example, would be highly susceptible to the virus. And then we know that waterfowlers are really susceptible as well. But it has been reported in raptor species and even in some of the, the smaller pastoring species. And this flu, I mean, the reason it's hitting so hard right now is because, like you say, it's the waterfowl, we believe, that's carrying it during the migratory period. Do I have that right? What's your understanding? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. So what's happening is as the waterfowl are migrating back uh, up to their northern uh, summering grounds, um, they are bringing the virus with them. And, um, you know, and a lot of waterfowl species, the ones that have survived, um, it doesn't, you know, they may have no clinical signs, but they can certainly easily pass on the virus to susceptible species. And that's certainly what we're seeing uh, with our poultry farms, for example, where we're seeing really high um, illness and death rates associated with it. Um, at the zoo, and, and as I said, Edmonton Valley Zoo making the same kinds of changes, what kind of um, action have you had to take to protect uh, the birds there? Yeah, so uh, you know, all the zoos in, in North America are taking very similar approaches. Uh, so what we've done is, as much as possible, we've moved birds into their indoor spaces uh, to protect protect them from interacting with wild birds. We've also eliminated a lot of the water bodies that we have um, at the zoo in terms of our ponds and, and streams and things like that uh, to limit the amount of waterfowl that will actually hang around the zoo, the wild waterfowl, and making sure that there's no um, chance for interaction with wild birds and our zoo birds, you know, by, by eliminating feed stations outside, making sure that all birds are fed indoors. Doctor, is there, and this may be a dumb question, is there any medical remedy here? I mean, I'm thinking vaccination or, or, you know, some sort of treatment of the flock, or I mean, it sounds like euthanasia is what's being done now once a flock's infected. Is there any kind of medical intervention available at all here? So, you know, in the case of, of the poultry industry, that's, uh, that's the approach that they take to, to protect, um, you know, the, the food industry. Uh, in, a, in the zoo world, you know, we would, if we did have an infected bird, we would try to treat um, if possible. Um, but right now there is no uh, effective vaccines available to us uh, to protect our birds. Um, 
Good question from one of our listeners, because I've seen this in some of the media reporting. Do we need to bring in our bird feeders? Some people are saying that bird feeders are something that you should be aware of. If you have them in your yard, they could be part of a problem here. That's correct, yeah. So what uh, what we've been recommending as well is uh, that people just eliminate their bird feeders and their bird baths for now uh, during the migration season. Um, because what these uh, things, things do is they allow birds to congregate together and it makes it easier for them to pass on the virus from one bird to another. How long do you anticipate this lasting? When we talk about this migratory period, is this going to be over in a couple of weeks, a couple of months? Uh, so what we're hoping is that, you know, the migratory season will end usually by mid and May. And then uh, within the next four to six weeks, we should see uh, hopefully a rapid decline um, in the virus. How, sorry to hold you, but how, how does that work? Because if the sick birds are arriving here as part of their migration, won't they be here? Why, why does the illness, I mean, it's harsh to say, is it because they die? That's correct, yeah. So, the, the, you know, the birds that... Um, you know, the birds that are, are highly affected uh, by the virus will, will pass away, and the ones that um, you know, are clinical, you know, hopefully there's enough of a dilution effect um, that we won't see it persist, and the ones that survive develop antibodies against the virus. Why is Alberta being hit so hard? I mean, we're, we're almost two to one over the next closest province being Ontario. Yeah, it's just uh, it's very interesting. I think you know, part of it is we haven't seen a virus like this in Alberta, uh, before, so we certainly have um, you know populations of birds that are much more susceptible uh, to the virus, um, as well as you know just in terms of um, birds that might be coming up through the flyway uh, that might have the virus. Interesting, uh, Dr. Whiteside. I can't thank you enough for your time today. I really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Have a good afternoon. You too. That's Dr. Doug Whiteside, who is um, with Calgary Zoo, uh, the senior manager of animal health there, uh, walking us through uh, some of the things they've had to do. And like I say, you know, there's other media reports that Edmonton Valley Zoo is taking the same sort of steps, uh, different wildlife centers, basically trying to isolate their birds from wild birds, basically is what it comes down to in a lot of ways, you know, keeping them inside, things like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very serious. And as I say, I mean, uh, we've lost almost a million birds um, on avian flu this season so far already in Alberta. And the next closest is Ontario, and they've only lost 425,000. So we're more than two to one when it comes to uh, the loss of our population. And I I don't know if it's slowing down or what the timeline is, but uh, the biggest impact obviously is on poultry producers. That's who's lost the 900,000 birds. I mean, I'm not talking about wild birds. I'm talking about, you know, poultry producers in in our province have had to euthanize 900,000 birds.